Grant, O Lord, that because we have met together here today, life may grow greater for those who have lost faith in it, simpler for those who are confused by it, more secure for those who would escape it, happier for those who may be tasting the bitterness of it, safer for those who are feeling the peril of it, more friendly for those who are feeling the loneliness of it, and holier for all to whom life may have lost its dignity, its beauty, and its meaning. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. It was about a year ago, I sat with my husband's grandfather. He's now 92 years old, and he, he has a body that is shaped by years of hard manual labor. We were planning his funeral, you know, that thing that most granddaughters do with their grandfathers. And I can't tell you what led me to make this comment to him, but nevertheless, I said it. I told him, Granddad, there are two things that I am sure of in this world, and two things only. The love of God and the foolishness of humans. I didn't say foolishness, but, you know, I'm not going to say what I said. Now, if you pushed me harder, I could probably come up with more truisms. But these two, they broadly cover what I find to be true consistently throughout time and space. The love of God and humanity's foolishness. We prayed in our collect this morning that that prayer, that opening prayer, it's meant to collect us together. Get it? Collect, collect. And we prayed, increase and multiply upon us your mercy, that with you as our ruler and God, we may so pass through things temporal that we lose not the things eternal. What did we pray for? Increase and multiply. We want more and more, God, of your mercy. Because with you, God, we can pass through things temporal. We can get through this life and hopefully get to the next life. Don't worry. I will not be asked to join the prayer book revision committee, should there ever be one. We read in the book of 1 Kings that the gift of wisdom was given to Solomon. The gift of wisdom. It was asked for good. Solomon tells God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to lead these people. And out of goodness, God gives Solomon wisdom. But in the way of the world, even when asked for in good, in the hands of human, it was turned to dust. The wisdom gifted to Solomon led him to trust his judgment above God's. It was from love that God gave, and, well, humanity spoiled the gift. Our gospel reading for today was a, 
a run-through of several different parables. And toward the end, Jesus asked his disciples, have you understood all of this? And in case you really didn't trust in the foolishness of humans, they said, yes, we do understand. They didn't understand. <laughs> we don't understand. I don't understand. With all of the resources we have at our fingertips, I mean, this has the whole internet on it, and this little thing right here, and the depth to which I understand those parables would be so easy to measure. So much is still hidden. So much is still unseen. There's likely even some that was lost. I often wonder about the collective work of God's people throughout the world. From the very beginning of creation, the, the work that we all do are we doing enough? Are we doing it right? In one of the parables, Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven like it's a net. And it's thrown out into the sea and it catches fish of every kind, good and bad. And I can't help but wonder, what have we contributed to that catch? We may not ever get the answer to that question. But as I read and as I prayed these parables, what I did come to understand is this. The mustard seed. Those granules of yeast. A treasure, a pearl. They're small. So small in the grand scheme of things. And yet... The transformation they yield is amazing. For each and every one of us, our lives are filled with these small moments. Small moments of compassion, of mercy. Small moments where we stand up for what's right. Small moments where we forgive. They all matter. It matters when we share our faith and the love of God in thought and word and deed. And those very small things, those very tiny, seemingly inconsequential moments, they amount to something significant in God's kingdom. In the conclusion of the 8th chapter of Romans, Paul offers my most favorite words of Scripture. Ironically, in my least favorite book of the Bible. He very wonderfully captures the weakness of humanity. And in the shadow of every failure that can exist, he gives this beautiful gift in those last verses of the chapter. John, you've read them beautifully. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord.
Nothing. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. I hope, I hope that we can move away from the paralyzing need for everything to be perfect and that we can move away from the destructive quest to judge others just to find them wanting. Perfectionism, judgment, coming from us means very little in God's kingdom. Y'all, I hope we can stop waiting for that one big thing that's going to fix everything and just start chipping away with small acts and gentle words that can only be given by those who love and are loved by God. How we show up in those small moments of our lives, it makes a difference. It's not really the greatness of what we do, but it's more about those things that feel minor in every moment when they build up over time, transforms God's kingdom. We are asked to trust in the words of St. Paul that nothing can separate us from God's love. And when we do that, it removes from us the desperate need to prove ourselves to God. When we trust that nothing can separate us from God's love, there is room for even the most human parts of ourselves. You know, maybe in the end, there is nothing more true than trusting in the love of God and knowing the foolishness that is inevitable from humans. Maybe there is nothing more truer than that. But in that truth, there is work to be done. And if not us, bolstered by the love of God, then by who? I stand before you a fool. And I'm glad to be in such good company with you fools as well. Fools for God. Trusting that we are loved. Knowing that we'll mess it up. But ultimately, in those small ways, we work with God to transform the world. And that is a good thing. That is a true thing. Amen.